Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of Creators Outlet here with Bionic Bra. What's Taylor going Studio. on? What's going How's... on? Oh, man, just chilling. Willing and dealing. Yeah, man. I'm feeling good. Appreciate chilling, it. That's... Chilling out with Bruce Tim Superman and, and some cool art in the background there. Bro, I, uh, I actually got this at an estate sale for 20 bucks. Oh, nice. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Human Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now yeah so it has superman from the animated series on this side but then it has batman from the animated series on the other side so i can turn it around and switch it up whenever i'm on different streams oh cool well yeah. look i oh you're green screening that nope, got <laughs> nope. The real thing. that's real <laughs> i've got a i've got a part of a hulk display yeah from like early 2000s a uh, buddy of mine used to work with toys r us and okay. he's like hey we were throwing this out this was this was small enough to fit my trunk uh i know you're like hulk like, and uh so he gave it to but it's, it's like way back there because i'm still working on the apartment I had a 2,200-foot trailer delivered to me, and it was full of all my stuff. Jesus. Uh, most of which were all comics and, and toys. And I think that'd be a hell of a background, though, to have nothing but like cardboard cutouts of all your characters just laying across the back. I think that'd be sick. Yeah, I, 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 want, I, want, 
one of those Japanese sex dolls uh, dressed as <laughs> dressed as Vampirella. So there you go. But I mean, it's 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 a mess. Ninety percent of my comics are over here, but oh wow, yeah, uh, you got a lot of long the, boxes. Yeah, all those totes are uh, all those totes are like full of toys, like everything up against the wall and on that table, except for the boxes that you see are there, and you can see the the books on the far left against the wall. That's the whip. That's one of the window ledges. <laughs> my <laughs> windows wicked. go up really high there. I'm yeah. in a, I'm in a 2,400 square foot loft. Okay. And so the, the ceilings are like 20 feet high and my, my open room, I've got seven of those huge windows. Uh, so, you know, there's no overhead lights in any of these places. It's just by lamps. I'm like, Oh, you son of a bitch. You should totally take all those comics and just make them your wallpaper. <laughs> that would be sick. Well, what I want to do against the wall over here is, uh, although it would be over here because it's reverse angle, uh, okay. is put up some of those uh, coated wire shelves. Yeah. Like angled and display, you know, display a whole bunch of stuff. And I want to put up some, uh, some J channel stuff, measure it out for, uh, so I got some sweet prints uh, that are signed. So I'm like, you know, it'd be nice. cool. To, it'd be cool to display those, especially my 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 favorite my favorite one from uh, the '90s when I was when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> but you never well, grew up. I go, no, I just grew out. Uh, <laughs> I got a box over here of prints, and I they're signed. I have. Uh, I have a Bob Layton signed print of uh, Demon in a Bottle. Okay. And the print, the the prints I got were all out of the artist's uh, personal collection, like stuff that if they go to a convention, it's part of their personal stuff that they sell there. Really? Uh, I got uh, Jim Starlin, uh, Thanos fighting the Hulk. Hell yeah. Uh, and I've got double signed uh wolfman perez the original art cover to uh hey lorenzo what's going on lorenzo uh the original cover to uh the baxter issue of new teen titans number one hell yeah i'm like and it's got jericho why did you kill off my favorite titan oh man didn't you like nightwing though i go yeah I liked Nightwing when he had the disco collar. They ruined him after that. Speaking uh, speaking of the disco, man, I actually have the uh, the first appearance collector's edition of Nightwing. I'm a huge Nightwing fan, and uh, it's him in his disco outfit. Yes, I have. I'll be right back. <laughs> We're geeking out. Hell yeah, man. Okay, so I shit you not, man. Yes, I have that exact same one. But what's really awesome is I was at Dragon Con in 2019, okay? And guess who was there? George Perez. Not only George Perez, because he goes to Dragon Con every year, but also Marv Wolfman. So guess who signed mine right there on the front? Okay, this stream's over. I fucking hate it. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, and then I had this uh, Funko Pop of Nightwing in his original disco suit. They signed that one too for me. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Where is it? Where is it? I'm digging. Oh, okay. We're whipping our dicks out now, are we? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> Uh, he's about to school me, y'all. <laughs> okay, here, here's my signed Starlin. Oh, that's beautiful. Here's my signed Leighton. Oh, shit, that's excellent. Because I, I can't afford to buy that issue. <laughs> And here is my signed Wolfman Perez. The classic cover, man. Hell yeah. I love that. So I got a bunch of other ones. Well, that one's my daughter's. But I have this one, which is signed. It was inked by Rusty Gilligan. Uh -huh. And uh, original blue lines were drawn by Joe Sinat, the late great Joe, Joe Sinat. And it's signed by Joe and Russ. I, I bow out, man. I bow out. You win. <laughs> that is sick. Um, Jason Metcalf yeah. decided to team up Hawkman and Moon Knight. That's wicked. I love the coloring on that one. Um, and these are all signed. These are all Ebass ones uh, that he signed because I am the Joker fan. Very nice. I like the grit grittiness of that one. I like how rough it looked. Oh man. It looks it looks like Lou. It really does, man. That's what I got when I saw the pectorals. I was like, yeah. "Is that Lou?" Back when Lou used to be cool, before he cameoed in some of the MCU and became a dick again. Yeah, I think that's what happens usually with them when they get older like that. <laughs> and, and this one, because I love the series until Disney fired Gina, but hell yeah, man. Yo, has Gina done her rounds at cons before? Uh, I don't think so. She needs to get on that because she'd have a line of people just to tell her how awesome but, she was. But the problem is, is the woke crowd would cancel all their appearances. Yeah. It's too controversial to have somebody. You know, just like Frank Miller wrote a book I didn't like 10 years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. He's ten years ago? He's canceled. Weren't okay. you just born and learning of the world ten years ago? <laughs> like, come on, you you were still on your mother's tit. There you go. So uh so first what I want to tell everybody is uh of course, as you know, uh every one of these shows goes right up to my podcast network afterwards. Uh so if you're listening to this on the actual podcast, just the audio. <laughs> You can come over to Creators Outlet on YouTube and see the actual video portion. Uh, me is no big deal, but our guests and the stuff they show is uh, is pretty damn important. So um, there's that. And creators, I am 
now open for sponsorships. <laughs> we will we will play your trailer and add you make anything, you know, up to 90 seconds and uh and talking points, whatever you Hell want. Hell yeah. Need to get on that. You know, $10 for two weeks or 20 bucks for the whole month. That's actually not a bad deal. Shit. You know? People people waste that on Planet Fitness. They can do that here. And Put I, your money I, somewhere important. Put I it here with I, Will. I do at least five shows a week. So Put it right here on Creators Outlet. Get more I people least, over here. I do at least five shows a week. So We just ask that there is actual voiceover on the video. Otherwise, people on the podcast will just be hearing music that they have no idea why they're listening to. Oh, well, yeah, my my uh, my little one minute video has no voiceover. It's just music. But I think you get the gist of it when you look at the at the art. So, yeah, I don't I didn't think it really needed it. But everyone needs it because all these a lot of these shows go right to podcast. Oh, OK. And, you know, or or people that are just listening to it from like across the room. <laughs> Uh, this is a great sound clip. I wonder what it's to. <laughs> what was that for? Uh, and if you want to follow me or get to, uh, you know, any anywhere that I might be, uh, the QR code is right up there and you can scan it at any time. It's also on our ending credits as well, if I remember to take the banner at the bottom out. So let's get to you, Bonnet, bro. Sure. I'm here. What first got you into comics? Well, I always grew up on the shows when I was younger, you know, like uh, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and then Teen Titans in 2003, uh, Batman the Animated Series. I didn't get into Batman Beyond until after that, but, you know, all the classic morning TV shows got me into it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, comic books I actually didn't get into until, until uh, a little late in high school. It was probably my junior year of high school. Uh, that's when the TV show on CW came out, around the time it came out, uh, Smallville. Mm -hmm. So it was like uh, Superman as Clark Kent growing up. And, you know, I, I thought it was pretty cool for what it was up until the fifth or sixth season. And I started talking to my friends about it at lunch and everything about the CW show uh, called Smallville. And they're like, dude, you need to read the comics. Drop that shit. Come, <laughs> come read the comics. I was like, I, I don't have any comics, man. They were like, here you go. Just threw a plethora of comics at me. And immediately I fell in love with it, man. I started collecting Nightwing. That was the first comic that I actually like grew and started collecting. I have a one long box just dedicated to nothing but uh, Nightwing. And then I started collecting stuff like 90s Captain America, uh, Jeff John's Green Lantern run, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy after a while. And I, I just kept on trying to, you know, dive a little bit deeper into it. And then uh, some friends that I met when I got older introduced me to Saga and other ones. So it just it just kind of snowballed after high school. And uh, in 2013, I had an accident uh, where I lost four fingers on my left hand. So I became part of I became part of what's called the limb different community. And it's just a bunch of kids that either grew up or had accidents where they no longer have a limb. And uh, so I got with a couple of buddies within the limb different community and we created uh, super abled comics. 
So these are uh, limb different characters for uh, kids who want uh, superheroes that were kind of like them that they could relate to on the physical level. Mm-hmm. And back here in the back uh, was my first taste of creating a comic. And it's the actual first seven page anthology uh, piece of COBOL. So after this, man, I just I immediately caught the bug and I wanted to continue doing stories. So after a while, I was waiting for us to do a second anthology for the kids, but it wasn't happening because COVID came in right after that. We uh, made Super Able in 2019. And so I was just sitting on what I want to do with Cobalt. I want to do something right now. Can I do, when can I do it? I was like, guys, I'm going I'm to split and do Cobalt, a single, a single series run with it. If you want other stories for an anthology, I got other characters ready to go when you're ready to call me for that. So I created Cobalt Atlanta's Thrashing, and this is what we have before us there. And on, and on the back right here, of course, is Mavericks promoting them while I shill out my book too. So Global Frequency took out an ad in, in my book for me, and here we are, man. And, and, and speaking of Global Frequency, now seems like an appropriate segue yep. to play their trailer. Let's War is a topic of vital importance, a subject of inquiry that cannot be ignored. It is a matter of life and death. It can be a road to safety or to ruin. In the alternate version of our world, brought to the brink of total collapse. Rival nations fight for global domination. And elite pilots in futuristic combat suits wage war on the battlefield of tomorrow. Now, six brave soldiers on a seemingly routine rescue mission will encounter more than they bargained for and uncover a dangerous secret that could change their world if they live long enough to see it. Yo, was that Frequency Girl right at the end that did that yeah. Indiegogo wisp? Okay, yeah, that's that, awesome. That's her at the end, and she's the voice in the beginning, too. That's wicked. Man, to have animation in your video like that, that, that cost right out the wazoo, man. You know it did. But yeah, that is had, so sick. He had, he had to bring a, like, a, a for real animator on to help him get it, you know, get the trailer finished, and they just barely right. finished in time, so. Uh, you know, so speaking of backing books like uh, like Mavericks and Cobalt, mm-hmm. uh, the link for Cobalt is in the chat everywhere. Hell yeah. We are live on Facebook, Twitter, and of course, on the YouTube. Oh, man. We everywhere. All right. Yeah. So uh, this goes to... Uh, 
Twitter and uh, Facebook goes to uh, Joker1969, which is my Instagram and my podcast page on Facebook. Uh, it goes there, and from there it's shared out to Outright Geekery, and uh, then, you know, the YouTubeage, and... Hell yeah, you got the we, setup. There we go. So we're trying to, we're trying to make things uh, work out, and I average out, I would say, probably like 150 to 300 downloads in any given like 30 day period. That's nice. For the That's podcast. I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. And, and so far my cash split on that is about $5 and 69 cents. Hey, my money. I going to complain on that one. Uh, I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, just, just hold this till it becomes real money. And then, <laughs> and then just, then just make up the check to my daughter and send it to her. That'll be fine. <laughs> it's $10. I go, I go, that's good. That'll get her a pizza. Uh, that's right. That's gas money right there. That's a whole fifth of your tank. <laughs> gas money, nothing. Daughter's only 13. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, falling in love with comics, and then uh, Cobalt started, and then you got involved in the in the indie scene. Yep. Yeah, and that was around. Uh, that was around, right at the end of uh, 2019. So right after we did uh, Super Abled, uh, as I said, I caught the bug and I didn't want to stop. So I immediately just went to YouTube and I started watching different uh, creators and artists just you know talking on their uh, channels. You know, I listened to Mark Crilly on his channel for a while, mm -hmm. learning how to do layouts and what to look at, and just you know taking his taking in uh, his uh, little nips of knowledge for me and, uh, you know, kind of download them and put them in the back for later. And then uh, I started watching Film Courage that has different directors and screenwriters on there, and they tell you how they go about their technique and how they actually lay out their stories and what works for them versus what works for other ones. It's very cool to see all these different, you know, artists come in and tell you how they do stuff. Because not everybody does the exact same thing, you know. And it kind of tweaks it to where maybe you get a light bulb for something else that you can do down the road when you listen to so many different people shill out their techniques. And then as that was going on, I started watching, because I'm a big uh, anime fan. We're not going to get into the Weebery right now. Uh, oh, crack, dear. Bow. Every I, day. I, another, we <laughs> another Weeble wobble. Oh. <laughs> Shout Neff out got, to B Rose and Phoenix. Yeah, Neff, but uh, Neff, Neff got called out on that the other night. <laughs> I bet he did. And so I was sitting there and I was listening to uh, Nick Rakieta talking about um, the whole thing that was going on with uh, the voice actor for Broly from Dragon Ball, uh, the new Broly movie. Ah, uh, oh, crap! I forgot his name. Ah, uh, they're gonna hate me. Well, I just I just revoked my uh, Weebery card, so. Well, anyway, but Raikia awesome Law, right there. <laughs> Law, he was uh, following this uh, lawsuit that was going on uh, within the voiceover uh, community. And uh, anyway, I started following that. And of course, when I was watching that, you know how at the end of every video you get these like little suggestion boxes of other videos that you should watch. 
and mm -hmm. one of them happened to be Ethan Van Skyver. Now, I read comics, but I never really like pieced together the difference between the artist, the writer, the illustrator, you know, stuff like that. I just I just know I've heard this name, Ethan Van Skyver, before. So I clicked on it, listened to him, and immediately I started learning about what Comicsgate was and what it represented and everything like that. And while that was happening, I was talking to my buddies from Super Able. I was like, dude, maybe we should check out Comicscape, man. I mean, it's just a bunch of indie creators doing their thing together. And those guys from that side of it were like, no, nah, man, you don't want to deal with Comicscape. That's a hate group. Get out of there. Stay away from them. So, of course, when you. Thanks for playing. Yeah. So, as soon as they told me that they were like, stay away, what am I going to do? I'm going to do exactly the opposite of what you tell me to do. So, I just dove in head first. And I fell in love with them, man. I haven't seen half the shit that they try and, you know, put on Comic Skate about being a hate group. I've I've met nothing but, you know, inviting people who have been here to support me through from the very beginning of Cobalt Atlantis Thrashing till now. And they still support me and hang out with me. And I get to come on, you know, just have a beer with them on their channels, just shoot the shit like I was with you at a bar or something. Mm -hmm. It's been great. And so I've I've been part of Comicscape for a little, a little over a year now. Yeah, I, uh, I was just like, they they say it's a hate group, but like, all these dudes, you know, they're all like, you know, hail, yeah. hail, hail, hail. I'm like, yeah, oh hey, <laughs> yeah, People shout me out in their chat. That yeah. never happens anywhere else. I'm like, what no man. Happen? Like when I first came in, I started like going around and like going to different people's like I've been to either man Skyver's channel. I went to, of course, the Barton Brothers channel and everything. And mm -hmm. as soon as I started seeing hail start taking place, I was like, did I make the right choice? <laughs> so, of course, I stuck around and everything and dove in and, you know, everybody's great, man. I love the Barton Brothers, Corey and Clayton, and I love Ethan Van Skyver. Cecil's great. And then, you know, the first people to help me shill out and talk about Cobalt were uh, comics mate, uh, James Dean, Lee, yep. Byron, Lee Byron Carver Kimasabi, and uh, Roger, uh, CG World Order. And, you know, they, they gave me great feedback. They, they, they really seemed to enjoy what I was trying to put out there. They supported me, and they, uh, Roger started helping me, like, find out who would be good to go to, start shilling out on other shows. So I started going through that, through those rounds, and uh, lo and behold, I came up on Black Rose Comics and Phoenix Animation over on the shit show, and uh, I basically made, they they allowed me to kind of like make that my YouTube stream home, man. They have me on, you know, every once in a while. I come out there, just hang out with them, listen to who they have on, and uh, yeah, man, it's been great. I'm happy with what I've, you know, gained here in Comicscape, man. It's been it's been a great experience and I just want to continue growing with them and keep on hopefully producing stuff that they'll enjoy down the road. Yeah, it's a it's a great community. It, it, it has nothing to do with a hate group. Although certain other publishers like to come in and weaponize everything. Shocking. Yeah, kind of like Shocking. the uh kind of like the list that was up on uh, on the Comicsgate uh, website. Yeah. That 
people just would like register and be like, okay, well, all these people believe in the same things you do. They just want to put out good comics yeah. and they may or may not be available for work. Hit them up. <laughs> so of course, uh, the evil lefties, shall we say, come, <laughs> come scrolling in and then weaponize that and stop blacklisting people and yep. start going through all their social profiles. Mm -hmm. uh, if they even talk to anybody that's aligned with CG, they're like, yeah, you're fired. Yeah. And I'm it's like, ridiculous. Really, mine Fiera? <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Gatekeeping? I thought they didn't like gatekeeping. I thought they you accepted know, everybody. You know, and, you know, for, for especially, you know, for people in Hollywood, uh, uh, fuck you, Arnold Schwarzenegger. We killed your grandfather in World War II. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Telling I us mean. to screw your freedom. Really? Come well. say that to my face. When's the well, last time when, you got run over by an automatic wheelchair? Yeah, when when you want to be when you want to be the governor of California, I mean, come on now. He was the governor of a state he couldn't pronounce. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And now like, he's just oh. whatever. He's he's ridiculous. I don't I don't listen to celebrities and what they endorse oh, and yeah, shit. They're, 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 they're not there to give me their politics. They're there to entertain me on the big screen. Get out yeah, of here. With it's, it. like, it's like, shut up and act. I know it's tough for you, Arnold, but exactly. Just, just try. <laughs> oh man. No, as soon as I saw, uh, Dwayne Johnson come out and like, try and like, you know, shill for Biden. I was like, ah, they're all bought. I knew it. They're bought off. Yep. Great. So nothing with the rock gets my money anymore. And maybe and he, black maybe Black Adam will, but nothing else. Uh no, I will I'll watch it, but like I said, like I said, I, I Yeah, I hear it. it. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just one of those things. Right. Um oh just give me one second. You're good. What? Yeah. Uh I'm not sure. What we're gonna do right now is we are going to bring up this. And we will play the trailer. Damn, that was cool. 
I, I never get tired of watching it, man. It makes me it makes me want to make Cobalt into an animated uh, TV show or a movie. I would love to do that someday. Well, what this reminded me of uh, uh, that Joseph A. Michael does. But if you can yeah. just do me a small favor, I'm going to sure. make you big and you can just tell everybody about the book while I solve a little problem. Okay. So Cobalt Atlantis Thrashing is the aftermath of the seven-page origin story that I just showed you in uh, Super Able. So in that seven-page origin story, uh, Jesse Jensen, a.k.a. Cobalt, lost his hand after he actually uh, had some time being a drug runner for uh, the Aranya Cartel in Atlanta. And uh, went, one night, a uh, deal went wrong. Uh, he lost the merchandise and the money. And the leader of the cartel, Esmeralda Blasco, uh, was not too happy about that. So she went and collected four fingers as compensation. And after that, you know, he went through, you know, the thing of, you know, the stages of grief, you know, depression, anger, and all of that. And he met uh, a guy named Thomas Rogers at a uh one of those uh therapy groups you know he's he's an ex-vet uh he lost his arm in the war and now he sees out of the corner of his eye jesse this young kid who just lost his fingers and he can kind of see that anger and depression that he went through after he lost his arm so he kind of takes cobalt or uh, jesse under his wing teaches him how to fight you know hit the bag a couple times and you know roll around get a little dirty and messy and Jesse takes what he learns and turns it back on the Iranian cartel, the people that took his fingers. So after that, uh, we are now in Atlanta's thrashing. This takes place after the defeat of the Iranian cartel. And now Jesse and his brother Isaac are laying low in a motel in Atlanta. And this time around, uh, we're looking at the Thrasher gang. That's where we get the title Atlanta's thrashing. So we're dealing with the Thrasher gang and the other gangs around Atlanta trying to take that number one spot that the Aranya cartel used to have. So we jump right into it at this point where Jesse's trying to collect rent money. Uh, and uh, he, so he goes to an old drop spot that he knew about when he was a runner. And lo and behold, a damsel in distress is, is there. So he reluctantly plays uh, the hero and it kind of just unfolds from there. He starts learning about what exactly he, uh, fell into people are looking into this guy jesse who just popped out of nowhere they're looking in uh jesse's looking into the thrashers and what they're really doing around atlanta and if there's any double dealings going on with other gangs if there's anybody in the hierarchy of uh you know georgia's government that's going on so it's very it very much starts out at ground level we keep it very grounded but like any beginning uh street level vigilante it works its way up. So we hit the streets, we hit the politics, then we hit the supers, maybe hit space. I don't know if we're going to go Fast Furious 9 with it, but you were definitely going to be getting up into the realm of, you know, things out of the ordinary taking place. Uh, it's all put in a cyberpunk neo-noir setting. So instead of just looking, you know, kind of similar to Daredevil or Batman or Nightwing or Moon Knight and all those other street level vigilantes, we're giving kind of this uh, futuristic neo-looking uh, theme going on, 
and kind of kind of going that route. That way, in this uh, cyberpunk Atlanta, we can bring in supers, masks, uh, aliens, you know, dark, uh, you know, hell demons and stuff like that. Sky's the limit for Cobalt. We're just starting at the beginning, but I have so many different thoughts going on in there. Uh, for the progression of this story and this character. Here we are. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was just back listening to some of that. So, no, you're good. But yeah, that cover right there that you see, that's from the artist Max Bertolini. He's an Italian artist. He's actually done covers for both Dark Horse Comics and Heavy Metal Magazine. As you can see, he's he's very he's very much into the realistic uh, art style, and when I saw his art, I was like, I've got to get him to do a cobalt piece for me. And as you can see, it is immaculate. I absolutely love this piece. I can't wait to blow it up as a poster. It's actually a metal print in one of the tiers that you're going to see up there that you can get. Oh, let's see that. Oh yeah, it's very nice and very shiny. Uh, Phoenix Animation. Over on the Black Rose uh, Comics channel, he created these for me. It is metal, and uh, as you can see, it's very shiny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, thank you. Love you. <laughs> My work here is done. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. My daughter was just leaving, so I just wanted to make sure she get downstairs into her her mother's. You're fine. Uh, no problem. Hoopty. So but yeah, uh, so uh, he takes on the uh, the Thrasher gang, and then when um, their benefactor finds out that they're not really handling it well, he hires uh, a guy to come in and take care of it for the Thrashers. And down the line, you'll see that the Thrashers aren't happy with that. Uh, they they feel like they're being betrayed, and the and the deal's about to be lost that they made with this person. Can't give too much away on that, but uh, the person that he takes on, uh, his name is Kasim Almot. That roughly translates to the distributor of death. Uh, he's a Kurdish uh, ex-military, so over there in uh, Kurdistan, they have what's called the Peshmerga. They actually helped us out when we were uh, doing our thing with Afghanistan and couldn't get our boys over there. So they happily said, we'll fucking do it. And uh, they were pretty much uh, the Spartans of our time during that war and uh so this is kind of like an homage or a nod to that and uh so uh who he takes on uh down the line is known as the last death stalker cool now i'm gonna man this this art is sick dude mm-hmm yeah, the interior artist is a, a Filipino artist uh, by the name of Erwin Arosa. Uh, he's a great guy. There was no language barrier whatsoever. I gave him the script for it, and our minds just linked, man. It was so good. He knew exactly what I was wanting. And as you can see, he delivered uh, to the nth degree on this, man. I absolutely love the art. I think it's a beautiful piece. I just I can't wait wow. to get this out to y'all. Wow, this dude should be working in heavy metal magazine. Yeah, this is yeah he's you know, great. This is this is bringing me back to like the eighties and nineties uh, <laughs> heavy metal stuff that I used to buy and stash in my room. Yeah, <laughs> because 
Are those more nudie magazines? Nope. <laughs> well, not, not really. It's art. <laughs> Not, not the kind that you're thinking, Mom. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> not like the last 30 you found. So that that piece right there is also by Max Bertolini. If you were an uh, uh, if you signed up early on the mailing list, you're mm. going to get that as a metal trading card. Also wow. bun, done by Phoenix Animation, and on the back, of course, is our uh, comic logo for Tail End Comics. But yeah, man, it's yeah. beautiful. See. There's a bunch of streams, and all I hear is uh, Phoenix Animation Metal. Yep. And then another certain name uh, for patches. And when when anybody yep. in CG says patches, we know the only reason there's a patch on that campaign is because uh, Shay. Shay Shay wants patches. Yep. Yeah. Shay wants patches. I got her patches. I actually have them right here. Oh, sweet. Uh, Oh, yeah. So this was actually our first uh, unlockable tier. Uh, so you can see right there, it's four inches in diameter. So right there, you're, they're going to know that you backed a tail end comic. Mm-hmm. So, cool. yeah, man, they're beautiful. Actual stitch, no ironing on. <laughs> yeah, you got to do it the old fashioned way. Not oh, that the iron on stuff just comes right back off. It really does. You can't wash it. <laughs> Stretch goals. Yeah. So we had a fixed goal of $3,000, but we went 2000 over. So we got up to the uh, second unlockable tier. Uh, the third unlockable tier, I went ahead and added it, man. You're getting that seven-page origin story at the back of Cobalt Atlantis Thrashing. It's already there. No need to worry about it. Uh, if we do happen to get to the $6,000, an actual 3000 unlockable tier will be the T-shirt that's already set at 4000 I'll mm-hmm. go ahead and bring that down to uh, the 3,000 tier. But, man, it's been great. We're in demand. Uh, I loved it, man. That's actually our poster that we have right here. Uh, the person behind him is the bitch that took his hand. That's Esmeralda Blasco in the back. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, uh, Albert De La Cruz did this piece for me. You can find him under uh, his title, under his name right here, Art of Burt. That this is just badass, dude. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. the Nightwing pose. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a little homage to Nightwing in there. I mean, I told you uh he was my favorite comic growing up, so you know, there's a little bit of Nightwing in there. But, and the, and you know, the way the light hits it with like these two white dots around the collar. If yep. you look, if you look at it up at it just right, it looks like a blue lion on his chest. Yeah, yeah, it definitely looks like some kind of face, like something, something more to this person than there actually is. Yeah, but that right there is going to be the twelve by eighteen metal print that you can get. Oh, so sweet. that'll, yeah, that'll be at the hundred dollar tier called uh, the name's Cobalt. So that'll be there. Also done by Phoenix Animation. I would I would be shocked if it was done by any other. <laughs> He's the go-to for the metal smith of CG. Oh yeah, he should be the metal smith of everyone. I know, right? But we can't work with you. Yeah, good. Because I'm because bus- I'm busy enough already, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> so the featured tier is that's metal. Yes. So for sixty dollars. 
you get a digital copy, physical copy, the cute little chibi sticker, yeah, the 11 by 17 poster, uh, cover size metal print of the comic cover, yep, and that's it, right? Yeah, I believe that's it. Metal print of the cover, and uh, oh yeah, that's the eleven by seventeen poster. There's the sticker, and you get a digital, and you get the cover. Yeah, cool, yeah. nice. Uh, physical fight is the twenty dollar tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, digital, physical, and chibi sticker. Yeah. And on all these tiers, if you're within the U.S., it is free shipping. So if you're in the U.S., it's free shipping. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I'm taking a hit because I love you guys. See, now I got to scroll back up here. Only only free shipping and you're only at 5K? I, I can't explain it either. And Red Gaze did your trailer? Come on. I know, man. I don't know. I don't know what happened, gotta, but you know. I gotta have a chat with that dude. What's going on? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, global frequency. They they chalked it up to this being my first time uh, doing a campaign. So that's what I'm just going in with it as. This is my first campaign. People are wondering about me if I'm going to deliver or not. I'm just one uh, stretch goal away from delivering. I have the books here behind me, behind this backdrop. I have boxes of the comics ready. I have the bags and boards ready. I'm just waiting on that last stretch goal to be made by Phoenix so we can start sending everything out. So everything's ready to go except that one metal that has to get to me. And as soon as it gets to me, everything's going out. And and do you have all the Geminis? Yes, I do. They're back there. I do. Because I wanted to tell you, uh, in case you didn't know already, which I'm sure you probably do because you've uh, been familiarized more more than once with the guys over at IndieVolt, that uh, Varian and IndieVolt have a discount code when you order Gemini mailers from Gemini. Oh, man, I should have had that before I did that. You put it – well, it's it's good for next time because uh, if, if you stop here, uh, Aaron might send Frequency Girl over to scream in your ear and then, then you will – have to have to raise an amendment <laughs> that cobalt is now deaf in one ear. Uh, That's funny. That, uh, <laughs> her voice gets so high. It does. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, the code is VOLT10, V-O-L-T-10. VOLT10. Yeah, write it down. Do a pen around me? I should have oh, a pen around me. You should, but I will put it right in here. Okay. VOLT10. But um, so if you go to the updates on my Cobalt Atlantis thrashing page, you'll see that I include pictures of everything that's been accomplished so far. So I'm not pulling your leg when I say something's done. I have pictures of stuff ready and in place. I have all my metal work done except for that last stretch goal that uh, Phoenix is working on for me right now. As soon as that's here, we're sending everything out. Everything's beautiful. I'm taking care of everything. No scratches, none of that shit. We're good. Go. We're gold. It's right in the chat. All you got to do is go back and watch it and scroll scroll through, and you'll see it in the in the side chat. 
Very cool. Gemini discount, 10% off Volt 10. Volt 10. Because, you know, we go through a lot of those Geminis. I know because really one do. of the uh, one of the one of the bigger campaigns that uh, I backed um, for me at least because I hadn't read any of their stuff, so I went. Uh, my daughter's gone. I can say this now. I went balls deep. Okay, uh, sure. I bought everything. It was <laughs> it was uh, two writers. It was Steph uh, Steph Knowles and Matt Cannon. Uh, Matt does uh, Ears of Isildur, and she does another title that sounds kind of similar. Like they they kind of like you know mesh together, and both the universes okay. kind of like crossed over. Uh, and I got the comp I hadn't read any of their stuff, so he had a trade that goes all the way up to the newest to just before the newest issue. Dang. That's about right. close to. It's like four or five hundred pages. She's got a trade that covers all of her stuff. Oh wow! Same thing up to this issue. That's like two hundred and seventy-five pages. And then I bought the issue. Jesus. You know, then I bought like the regular <laughs> issue, and then I bought uh, the homage issue uh, to the guitarist that passed away. Mm -hmm. uh, and I added a couple of things. Uh, one of the things I wanted to add but didn't have the money for were they made custom leather turntable mats that glowed, really? in, that glowed in the dark. That's wicked. You know, um, one was for, for her book that had dragons, and the other one was uh, steampunk uh, for his stuff. Mm. And I'm like, those are badass. I wish I could buy one. But they're like, you know, $135, $165 a piece. That's and, crazy. Uh, I haven't even found my turntable yet. That would get me to like unbox the last of what I have. But um, I spent $170 on that campaign. I also bought their challenge coin. Because I'm like, well, I got I got Polito's coin. I oh, have I have. I have I have coins and poker chips from uh, uh, Monty Michael Moore and, you know, a, a few other campaigns. I go, so this is a thing now. So <laughs> I'm getting like all these and there's other campaigns upcoming that I've got the coins from. Right. I'm like, I need the coin. And, you know, <laughs> I was already at $160. You know, I was already at $170. What's another six fucking dollars? Exactly. I, mean, I like your thinking. It. Honestly, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, if I was, if I, if I was any deeper, oh, <laughs> and then the global frequency came around with Mavericks. Yeah. And of course I'm like estimate shipping United States. Okay, good. Here we go. Okay. This is discounted. This is discounted. Okay. Going to get them both. 220. All right. <laughs> you only fucking live once. <laughs> and That's the, awesome. And the one thing I wanted was all the extra world world building stuff that Neff is putting in documents on the stupid yep. flash drive. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, my God. oh well, man. So That's you know, I'm in, but I can't you know, wait for it. Um, I'm like psyched for that, and I'm looking at this and being like, oh man. So how long is this going to be in demand? Uh, until I'm ready to launch uh, the mailing list for issue two. More than likely. Okay. So, <laughs> well, that that was big. Yeah, I don't really know. It's just it's basically the flip of the coin when I'm ready to take it down. If it starts slowing down, I'll take it down. But uh, uh, Sean from Auten Stuff, he just uh, he just backed the book uh, just today or yesterday, and so I mean, you know, that's that's an extra book out there for everybody. What's going on, pops? Happy to see you, man. Welcome to Creators Outlet. Now we have the madness with us. Yeah, you're late. <laughs> I had to drop my own links. What I give you a wrench for? <laughs> what the hell? Dishonor. Dishonor on you, Pops. So I just saw uh, uh, Brian from, uh, from Arith uh, said that uh, he would love to uh, pop in, but he is on kid duty tonight. So. Uh-oh. So he will he will catch this a little later, I'm sure. Oh yeah, Pete Sametti is going on right now with his open mic. Yeah, but uh, well, you know, Pete shouldn't be going on at the same time I am. You know, I know, you know how rude. We're we're so huge, uh, <laughs> and and I mean that you know by the way it sounds you know that you know I'm fat, but uh, besides that. <laughs> Okay, Blood Brothers, because uh, yep. everything comes with the digital copy. So, oh, yeah. uh, so you get two physicals and a chibi sticker. But what happens here on Blood Brothers, pardon me, is that second issue I'll sign for you. That way, the other one you can you know get your oily little fingers all over, and the other one you can keep nice and safe and wrapped and put put away with you know my little uh, John Hancock on there. Oh yeah. Well, I like I like to do something. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of slab stands. Yeah. So I know I know Nate, and uh, I just got I just got an order in. Um, Dustin Brunel that does the listener uh, gifted me a uh, a nine eight of his first uh, issue. So I got a slab stand made for it with like the logo on it, and I got a second one made because. I have Detective 880 triple signed by Jock Snyder and uh, somebody else. Awesome. <laughs> that I can't remember. It's triple signed anyhow. It's it's not the original one. It's the Mexican variant. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was it's like, it's in a slab, but you can't read it. I go, couldn't read it anyhow. Uh, <laughs> I've got two of them. I've got, Two of the originals somewhere. Oh, what's fair enough? Fucking shit. No. I was on Samedi's show. Well, you know, sometimes he's hard up for guest pops. Yeah. I'll come in if you want. Pete is done. I go, no, no, I don't want you to come in. That if you come in, the stream's gonna last for four fucking hours. <laughs> he came in yeah. when I ha- had Hart Fisher on and the stream yeah. went for four hours. It, oh, it shit. was like it was already at an hour and a half, and I was <laughs> just getting ready to cut it. 
and and boom. Oh god! Like oh, you get pops on. You can't get him to shut up. He's too. Right? He's too used to doing the Cromcon all weekend. Man, he's, he's too, too used, used to, to be, it. Yeah, he's too used to being in charge. Is the problem? <laughs> I knock him down a couple bags once in a while. Hell yeah! You know, every once in a while the power the power goes out during Cromcon, and he's glad that I'm there. The rest of the time, he's like, ah, fuck off. <laughs> you know, he's like, meh. He's and, over here stretching. He's over there like, I got three hours in today. I'm good. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Got three hours in today. Well, you know, I, I did I did a stream with Marv. You weren't there. I was sleeping. Uh <laughs> Wow. If I never go on your show, you never get to be the top dog. Shots fired. <laughs> Shots I'm fired. Like, I'm like, okay, have fun at CromCon this month. <laughs> nah, Pops is awesome. Love him. I won't be there, but I might have the transformer up the street for you blown up. <laughs> oh, man. He knows I'm fucking with him. Oh, of course. I couldn't be bothered going to his state for anything. Nah. Hey, man, if you ever, if it ever gets slow for you, though, yeah, go back and check out those uh, replays of uh, Pete Samedi open mic night and check out some of those guys and see if they want to come on your show and chill out. There's this one kid on there, only 24 fucking years old, and he's got he's got some of the best art I've seen on his comics. He's re, he's uh, about to release his third uh, graphic novel called Manchild. He's taking back the word and putting a little twist on it for his story, but his graphic novel is called Manchild, and he's got two other books called Seasons that have volume oh, yeah. one and volume two. Yeah, I, I know him, yeah. Oh, okay. Nandor. Uh, Nandor, yeah. Man, I tell you what, dude. To be able to do that at 24 years old, I wish I had started yeah. out that early. Nando don't want nothing to do with me. Oh, really? Yeah. Aw. Oh, well. I, I saw I saw the new book coming out, and he came on for seasons two. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I, I DM'd him. I go, I go, hey, you know, you always got an open invitation to come on. Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, sure. Okay. I'll keep it in mind. Wow. And I'm like, all right, dude. Wow. No big deal. Glad I didn't buy your last book. <laughs> Name this book is live. He was on Monday Madness earlier today. Oh, good for him. Oh, you know, shit. You know, when you can't be on a quality show like Creators Outlet. There uh, you go. <laughs> he's he's swearing at me and coughing up because he's taking hits. <laughs> <laughs> nah, definitely, though, that, that intro music, man, it had me rocking out when I came on here. I was like, hell yeah. Uh, stay vigilant. Physical sticker. Yep. Poster. And the eleven by eleven by seventeen poster. Yep, most definitely. 
Again, everything is free shipping within the U.S. If you're outside the U.S., I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're outside the U.S., sucks to be you. We're sorry. That's but, right. Uh, the name is Cobalt. That's that's a big package. Oh, yeah. That's the digital, the physical, the 11 by 17 poster, the 12 by 18 metal print by uh, Bagus Artworks. You can find him on Instagram and then the Chibi sticker. Uh, I know. I noticed an error though. What's that? Uh, you have eleven by seventeen poster, and then you have eleven by seventeen metal print. Oops. And then yeah, included, it was included items eleven by seventeen metal print. No, the the uh, the metal print was going to be eleven by seventeen, but it was easier for Phoenix to cut the metal at twelve by eighteen, so he just gave me the extra. Uh, two inches on each uh, extra inch on each side and made it bigger for me. So he just blew up the picture a little bit to make it get easier for him to cut out. So yeah, that was, that was a little, little gift for me. Oh, 12 okay. by 18. I was like, wow. Yeah. Cause I was like, you usually the, usually like the, the metal prints are like usually like comic book size. Yeah. Nah, you just uh, the cover. The cover art is uh, comic book size, but this art by Bagus, uh, that's twelve by eighteen. It's gonna be way bigger. Wow! And it looks beautiful. It really does. So that's that's the big one. That's the big one. If you don't get the hundred dollar tier, the six hundred dollar tier, because those are steals. If you're in the U.S. with free shipping, so if you're not yeah. getting those, I don't know what you're thinking. Uh. Personally, I would be thinking uh, there's there's six other books I need to buy, and I got a hundred bucks. I got a hundred bucks left to my name. So, yeah, but who needs those other ones when you can get all of that? <laughs> um, well, one of them is Rokan, and uh, fair. I get you. Understandable. I mean, I I, did I back Rokan or was it Chaotic Flux? I think it was chaotic flux I backed. I think I missed out on Rokan. <laughs> oh geez, I'd have to actually end the stream and go count how many I've actually done. It's right. just a, it's 174 of these. Then there's you know a hundred uh a hundred and ninety something of okay boomer. Uh you know. Plus all the all the review ones and this one yeah. and that one, like uh, the what's in the box ones, and then I had to count the the ones that I you know was on, but it wasn't my podcast. Mm. I don't know. It's gonna be like around five hundred. That's crazy. Because you know I'm a. I'm a, I'm a comic book streaming whore. Hey, that's the best kind of whore to be. That's all <laughs> I can say about that. <laughs> so, yeah, even though the featured tier is $60, but for another 40 Yeah, for only another 40 Not that much. Yeah. Just look at it this way. What it would probably cost you in shipping. Yeah. But Bi Bayana Bra is going to eat the shipping. 
Yeah. And pass the savings on to you, which yeah. means you should pass it on to the hundred dollar tier and get everything. Yeah. I'm eating it like a Big Mac, man. Doesn't hurt me none. I'm gonna hate myself afterwards, but it tastes so good at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like sex with a fat girl. <laughs> the ride, the ride's nice, but the crash, not so much. Exactly. <laughs> Why is my left arm numb? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know. You know, after a bottle of whiskey, you wake up and you're like, oh, I know that joke, but can I really chew my own arm off? <laughs> Hundred hours, six hour live stream. Shit. Oh, yeah, because he does. He does friggin all weekend. So the Friday night kickoff, the Cromcon every month does that. Yeah. It's, I can't imagine doing that, man. Every Saturday and Sunday is... Uh, a combined 24 hours. Six-hour stream and another six-hour stream. Next day, six-hour stream and another six-hour stream. And then there's another, uh, if he does the kickoff show, it's uh, like another like three to five hours, depending. Yeah, it's insane. It's and insane. If he, if, he, if he sees that there's people watching, he'll just keep talking. Yep. He likes the sound of his voice. Uh, <laughs> as do I. There oh, we go. Down to my voice, you know. Sure. And then you know, I used to do collections, and I used to do my strip club voice uh, to do collections. Yeah. It's fun. I know it's fun, pops. You know. Yeah. I, I used to be like, "Hey, Tom, guess what? Great news! We're about to auction off all your shit." <laughs> <laughs> and he would you bust out laughing. He goes. What what day is the auction? Friday. Was, I'll be there Thursday before close. I'm like, <laughs> gotta hurry up because I gotta go to my other job. That's awesome. Yes, as long as they're in an audience, we go till it dies. Yes, that's and, commitment right there. And and sometimes it's bad because uh, uh, one time we had. Uh, Good friends of mine that uh, I introduced to Pops, the uh, these guys that do a uh, a pot smoking comic book called uh, "Toking with the Dead." Of course, <laughs> formerly the Token Dead. Uh, that, of course, uh, you know, Kirkman, you know, attempted to sue. Yeah, you can't have that. It's too close to my name. But, but, but people might actually click on your link and buy something from you. No. I'm like, oh, God. That's they eventually you. said, yeah, okay, screw it. Uh, we're not destroying anything that has Toking Dead on it. And uh, and they changed everything to Toking with the Dead. And you can find them under uh, Still Toking with the Dead. That's crazy. Now friends for life, yes. Because friends with me are friends indeed. Yes. So, uh, and this just looks awesome, dude. Appreciate it. This looks so good. Yeah, I'm very proud of what we accomplished. I'm going to use the same artist uh, for the interior art as I did for this one. So the same style is going to be done. I just love the gritty look of it, the darkness. It, it goes very well with that realistic kind of like um, – 
detective style feel that I wanted for it. So as soon as I saw his art, I mm -hmm. fell in love with it and we're going to continue. Can't wait. I'm ready to do issue two, but right now I got to get out issue one. Yeah, I, I gotta, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get you and uh, Joseph A. Michael together. Okay. He does. Uh, well, he does a, he does a, he does a bunch of stuff. Uh, small press like IDW. He's uh, been a creator for years. Super nice guy, but he's teamed up with a group of people that are doing comics for kids with diseases, with childhood diseases. Mm. Okay. And they'll give the comic to anybody. They just ask that you make a, you know, a one-time, do like a one-time donation to that cause to raise money to find a cure for that disease. And the the most recent one, of course, because I'm a big hockey fan, uh, and this one was called uh, Center Ice, and it was about uh, they a they asked this uh, kid who has been fighting childhood cancer has beaten it like five different times, and it just keeps coming back on him. Jeez, uh, you know what his heroes were? They explained what they did, uh, and they want to you know they want to you know help raise money for a cure and, uh, you know, yeah. So, you know, they want to be able to drop these off like in mass to like, you know, children's hospitals and stuff mm -hmm. to show them, uh, this heroes like them out there. Yeah. You know, to give them something positive to, to look forward to, uh, Hell yeah, the, man. the thing is, is this kid was a jock. Like, you know, there's, there's yeah. nerds like us, and we all read comic books. Sure. We all have our favorite heroes. Uh, and then there's kids that have comic books are stupid, man. <laughs> and they do nothing sports is their life until like, you know, around, you know, senior year of high school when they realize they're not good enough at it to get called up for anything. They're not going to get go. a scholarship. Uh, it's something they like to do. And it, it you know, it, it attracted people that they wanted them to be attracted to. It's kind of like, well, I'm going to learn guitar. He goes, why? Go, Chicks. Uh, yep. it's, you know, it's the same thing, but you know, for the, you know, for the jocks, I mean, I played sports, but you know, I was, you know, I was a nerdy sports kid and yeah. then I decided I'm like, uh, you know, I don't intend on going to prison and I sure <laughs> as hell don't intend in showering with like, 50 guys all at the same time. Right. I don't intend on showering with one other guy ever. <laughs> so I'm not going to take Jim. Nah, I was, I was the guy I dabbled in a little bit of everything. Like I was in gymnastics. I was in basketball, but I was also in choir and drama. Mm -hmm. And I also hung out with the, the nerds or the geeks, whatever you want to call them. And slowly I just stopped, messing with everything else has just started hanging out with the nerds and the geeks because I started falling in love with the shit that we were talking about. I mean, it was just, you know, old school comics or the shows that were going on about them and saying what actually took place versus what they changed and, you know, learning a little bit about D and D along the way and playing uh, coder on the, on the computer and, you know, just just following with the nerds, man. And I, I've enjoyed it ever since. Well, so I wouldn't 
dress for gym. So everybody that wouldn't dress for gym, they'd make sit in the hallway. Oh. I took I took this opportunity uh, to start a gambling ring. <laughs> my, All right. My, you know how to play dice? And then one kid, one kid looks to me who uh, was, shall we say, darker than me. The fuck do you know about dice? I go, I know enough about dice to take your fucking money. <laughs> and about 20 minutes later, he's like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, awesome. I go, you, I go, I go, uh, you can pay for that in cigarettes or cash. Which Twice. did you get? <laughs> uh, I got a pack of cigarettes and six bucks in cash. Uh, That's well, good. That's good enough for two more packs. In, in quarters. Yeah. Well, back then, it, that would have bought like, you know, that would have bought like three more packs. So oh, shoot. Like two bucks a pack when, when I started smoking. But, God. you know, it's like it wasn't even my brand. I didn't care because they would, go in, <laughs> they would go in the top pocket of my jean jacket. And during lunch, I would show up to the boys' uh, bathroom on the third floor uh, because nobody was supposed to go up to the third floor. So everybody went to the third floor to, to yeah. smoke, right? <laughs> so, Anybody got an extra cigarette? He goes, nope. But I got one for a dollar. So I'd sell cigarettes. Uh, Sorry, Willen and Dylan right there. And and shots of JD and uh, Southern Comfort. Okay. I get the fifth. You remember the old jean jackets? They had those interior oh, pockets. Yeah. Bottle oh, here, yeah. bottle here. And you always get the plastic one because you don't want the you don't want breakables. Nope. You can hear it shatter. You don't yeah. want that. You'd be like, tilt your head back. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that wasn't a full shot. Sure was. I work at my grandmother's bar on the weekends. <laughs> that was an ounce. That's you're awesome. Done. You're done. That's all you get for five bucks. <laughs> I got to charge bar prices. Come on. <laughs> And all that money right there would go right to the local comic shop that I worked at on the side uh, when I was a kid. And uh, it all went to uh, buy more comics. So that's was, awesome. You know, it was a lot of fun and uh, made me popular with the right people. So do you remember what your first comic was that you bought? Yes. And. I will call it up because okay. people ask me this all the time. Come on, load, load, load. There it is. Uh, copy. spot that I can throw it in. I can bring it up. Okay. And there it is. Nice. The creeper. Yep. Uh, Detective Comics 447 was the first issue of Detective I bought. Uh, and it had the creeper on the cover, and I was like, it looked badass. 
I do actually now own two copies of Showcase 73, which is the first appearance of the Creeper. Really? That's crazy. And it, it's got a hilarious origin story for Jack Ryder as the Creeper. Um, and the fact that his costume came from a leftover box from like a Salvation Army thrift store <laughs> uh, as throwaway. It's like, here's the free box. Take what you want and everything yeah. else you have to pay for. Uh, so <laughs> all these pieces were in there. Uh, and he put together his costume from that. That's hilarious. And they added, you know, they added stuff to it. Like it was activated by a special watch. And yeah. Transform into the creeper after that. But yeah, this is the first one. I mean, so I, I saved this image on my screen. I still have the book. Uh, it is not in as good a shape as the image that I stole from Google here. But. You still got it. I still got it. That's what counts. You know, so it's like, yeah, that was that was my very the there was a when I was a kid back in the seventies there was there were all these pharmacies that weren't owned by CVS and Walgreens, yeah, uh, you know they were all mom and pop places, and there was one right up the, right up uh, the street that I grew up on, which was like a little dead end street, and the okay. opposite the opposite side of the big road was uh merlin's pharmacy and there was a spinner rack right in the middle of the store so every sunday my mother would be like come on it's time to go get the paper so my mother would go up there she'd she'd go in the back you know she'd have me get the paper and she'd be like look through it make sure there's a coupon section in it she wanted it for the coupons i wanted it to get the spider-man strip in color uh, oh man and uh, she wouldn't let me have the comic strip until she went through and, and read, uh, you know, stuff like, uh, you know, peanuts and stuff like that. Yeah. That she, that she would like, that she would give it to me. Uh, family, and, family oriented and wholesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the, the fam, I want to call it family affair. It's not family affair, but uh, family circle. Yeah. She'd read like those things and Mama Duke and Heathcliff and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and then I would, then I would get it. But if, if I was behaving that week, uh, I get to pick out a comic, maybe more than one. If it was all based on what she got back from change from having to buy her medications and, mm -hmm. uh, and the newspaper, if she got back enough change, sometimes I could get two. Oh man. Cause you know, we're talking like, uh, 35 cent days. So, you know. Imagine yeah. that in the Wayback Machine, you could <laughs> you could buy Peter Samedi comics for thirty five cents by meaning yeah. by nice. meaning meaning color comics on newsprint for thirty five cents. <coughs> and now we're up to was, what four ninety nine four ninety nine for twenty two pages. Look, and and half of those half of those are friggin' in house ads. Uh, I yep. go in and I look around the shelves and I go, oh, a new number one. Fucking $10. Well, it's got extra pages. Is it some bullshit, retarded fucking reprint shit from the <laughs> 60s that nobody cares about? He goes, 
Yeah. It's to milk, you know, Marvel in DC. We got to milk everybody. You know, everybody wants the number ones. So we're going to keep rebooting everything. And then we're going to, then we're going to bitch and tell you it's not rebooting. You just started the series over. You just rebooted that series. Yeah. That's called a reboot friend. Yeah. That's a reboot. (laughs) (laughs) And if you keep talking like that, Marvel in DC, I got some yeah. rebar for your reboot, okay? <laughs> put the boot through it and put the boot and the rebar, shine it sideways, stick it up your candy ass. Yeah. Like, you can you can tell how much uh, less uh, worth they are in people's eyes because when you go and you see, like, I don't know, issue one, you, you know how much issue one of Superman is, you know, where he's got the uh, – where he's got the car over himself and he's smashing it into a That's rock. One. Yeah, Action One comics, and uh, and then they try and reprint it with like a silver edition. And shit. Nobody gave a shit about the silver edition. With the, hey, I bu- I bought that one. You know, the, you bought you the silver that? edition, the, the one with the gold foil stamp on it. Yeah, the Silver Age edition one. Yeah, yeah. you know you know that goes for like fifty bucks now. <laughs> See, <laughs> look. Not for nothing. When Marvel and DC started printing up the facsimile editions, mm-hmm. I was like, cool. It's going to piss off all the people that actually own the actual real real thing. Right. Um, but it's going to make it so I can actually sit down and, and read it and look at it and see it with the ads and everything. Mm-hmm. Except no. There's all these people that went out and bought these by the fistfuls, every single one of them. And they're up like all over every social media selling these things for anywhere from $17 to $50 a piece. Yeah, screw that. Which tells me one of two things. The people doing this either don't know a goddamn thing about comics. They just know, whoa, people are paying Money for comics, yeah. and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and second, and possibly related to the first, they have no idea what the word facsimile fucking means. <laughs> Oops, I, I, forgot to, I forgot to drop this on here before I started dropping my F-bombs. If people don't know I'm TBMA by now, fuck them. Uh, oh, shit. And I'm like... I'm like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, mm-hmm. it's a facsimile. That means that means reprint. Yeah, well, I I know you. They're probably part of the you know generations that uh, get out of high school without knowing how to read or write. But you know, well, like, I did grow up in Alabama, so yeah. <laughs> that just means you took your cousin to the prom. That's all. That means. I did not. It was the horse. <laughs> Her name was Lona. <laughs> I, t- I took the horse. My cousin took the other horse. <laughs> My cousin wouldn't go with me because the horse was hung better. <laughs> Shit. Well, you know, you know, can't blame her. The horse has like a four foot cock or something. There you go. God. Oh. <laughs> We just went down some uh, weird path. Uh, we did. We did. But, you know, I got to make it fun somehow. That's okay. <laughs> you know. There we go. We can bring that back up now. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We were talking about comic books. Yeah, that's comic right. books. Right. That's where we were at. I was listening to some t- some guy talk about comic books. Next thing I know, like <laughs> the horses at prom. I, 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 I walk I walk away, and next thing I hear is <laughs> I have a four foot cock. <laughs> and people oh, are going, shit. "How does he know?" I don't. I just made that shit up. <laughs> Why would you say that? Well, make stuff up. Well, I'm hopefully yeah. to, you know to get a six figure contract with the mainstream media news. They just right. make shit up all the time. Oh, Seems to work. Yeah. They're they're on my uh fuck you list. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just waiting on that on that last unlockable metal print. Yes, sir. And that's is it this one? Nope. No, that's the one that you get if you sign up to the mailing list for this turnaround. Uh I actually am not unveiling the art for that uh, trading card because it's going to be the cover art for issue two. So oh. unless you actually back one of the physical tiers this time around, you will not see the cover until I launch issue two. Yeah. Uh. How about them apples? <laughs> I hate it when people say shit like that because you know I'm going to want to see the damn thing. Yep. So I don't know. Maybe you should. Maybe the people should back a book. <laughs> yeah. Quick question: screams about comic books, and uh, you know, back the damn thing. Yeah. I mean, it's in the chat already, and you know, just in case. You know, yeah. Since pops didn't drop it, I'll drop it right here. There we go. We'll I didn't get. Uh, I didn't get Max to do it for issue two. This time around, I'm actually letting the interior artist do the cover art for issue two. So the book will look exactly as the cover art does. Oh, that's awesome. But, but it's beautiful. He did an excellent job. I can't wait to show, show it to everybody. But I have to. <laughs> so, the double-edged sword of... I'm not knocking people that are just cover artists. Yeah. Uh, but... They, everybody should have it. I figure it, I'd always go with the main cover if it was me doing the yeah. doing a book. Uh, the interior artist should always have a cover. So if you like the interior art and mm-hmm. you want the you want the you want the art on the cover to be the art that you see inside the book, opposed to uh, look at this awesome cover from I don't know. You know, Art Germ, Lucio Perella, whoever. Yeah. And then you op- then you open it up and you know, not for books, you know, around here. Sure. But, you know, some some non-CG books that you open it up and it it looks like a 12-year-old with a pack of six crayons did it. Yeah. You know. I totally understand that. It's like, well. That's his style. Well, his style sucks. <laughs> he, he should take a lesson or at least a hint. Uh, but I'm like. And yeah, I can agree with that. Like, I find it funny that CG's doing so many variants now when they do their books, because I remember when they used to bitch about that, about mainstream doing so many different variant covers. 
it, I think it comes out to uh, the phrase, which is a good one, of leave no money on the table. Yeah, I guess. Except CG leaves money on the table all the time because a good majority uh, will only sell on Indiegogo. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not really married to Indiegogo. I just did it because that's what I heard like most of CG does is on yeah. Indiegogo. Yeah. I don't care if you launch on a Kickstarter or not. I'm not gonna gatekeep, you know, what what uh platform you put your book on. I don't care. If you make money, I'm happy that you did that. I still back books on Kickstarter and I back books on Indiegogo. Yeah. I, I don't do, care. I do both and I let any you know, I let anybody come on come on the show but if sure if, if they're you know if they're you know if i happen to mention cg and they yeah. start talking shit i'm like bloop yeah what happened oh by the way you just heard it <laughs> so you know make up your mind whether you want to buy his book or not um oh man his internet just cut out guys but anyway we'll continue <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what a shame. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. Dang. Somehow he blocked he blocked himself from the stream. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not sure what happened. Um, oh my god. But I mean, once most everybody fulfills on uh especially with cons coming back now, uh yeah. once somebody you know, because you've got a, a shit ton of books behind Superman. Mm-hmm. Batman's yeah, he's protecting them. Yeah. Um, Batman's yeah. probably taking a couple back to the cave. Oh, you know, something for people that actually have me on their shows to help me promote Cobalt. Uh, I forgot. I didn't tell you this, but I'm giving out little six-inch figurines 3D printed of Cobalt to those that have me on their stream. Very nicely detailed, highly detailed. I made them with my... Uh, 3D printer right here. So you guys get these little ones right here. Stands about six inches tall. So let's see. This is comic size metal print right here. This is him next to it. That's how big it is. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. That's okay. for that's for everybody that's had me on to show my book. Wow. Yeah, I don't have I, I don't have, have gray and... to get stuff, but I'm like, I get a toy? Yeah. So I've got them in black and I've got them in gray. One's made out of uh, plastic and. Whoops, you froze. I'm still here. Oh, you're back now. Yeah, you froze. Okay. We got we get to one's made out of plastic and. Yeah, one's made out of plastic and the other one's made out of a, a higher grade of plastic, uh, PETG. So, not they say one's, one's confused with PETA. Right. You know, people who eat and torture animals. <laughs> but yeah, man, these little cool guys. And then, of course, for myself. I made myself this big ass like 12 incher right here. So, you know, I get the big black one. You guys get the little. <laughs> oh, man. 
He's like, well, I've been talking to this guy for an hour. I already know where he's going to go with this. So I'm going to feed him to the punch. <laughs> That's like how it do. I, I, I used to, I used to manage uh, an adult bookstore. Yeah. In my early years. So I was like, Ooh, free porn. Uh, and uh, one day this woman comes in and she's looking at the, the various toys behind the counter. And she's like, how much for the white one? <laughs> like $19. How much for the plaid one? Like $19. How much for the mulatto one? $29. Ooh. How much for the big black one behind me? Ma'am, that's my thermos. <laughs> that's awesome oh shit uh and, and yes i actually did used to manage a an adult bookstore that's uh, fine i, I actually to, tried I working to, in one I, for two I, weeks I, I used to take my i used to take my big stack of comics yeah bring them in leave them behind the counter and i would just sit there and i was basically getting paid to read my comics so i couldn't you know i couldn't complain too much about it so that's awesome. Yeah. I worked for two weeks in one in uh, Chattanooga. It was called Allure. And it was right off the, the interstate exit. And uh, so I, I only lasted two weeks in there because I didn't want to give one of those ladies a rash from mixing up their lubricants for the different glasses and plastics that they were going to use. So I was like, I'm out. I'm going to cause somebody to hurt something. <laughs> I remember this. Uh, I had I had two very funny, uh, almost murdery uh, things that happened to me. One couple came in. Apparently, he had been badgering her so long uh, to take it up the upta uh, mm. that uh, they came in to ask for a special kind of lube that for some reason we couldn't keep in the store. Uh, <laughs> and I go, I'm sorry, we're all out. I go, it's on back order right now. She's like, well, could you, could you tell us what the best lube is? And I just, I looked at him in the eye. And I start, I start getting a shit and grin on my face. And he's just putting his head down like this. And she's staring staring intently at me. I just go. <laughs> She's like, yeah, uh, I'll do it. She grabbed his hand and ran out the door. I, I believe it. I used to get a lot of like the, the girls from the bank used to come over. Like mm -hmm. they, they get out and they come over and nine out of 10 times they wouldn't buy anything. They just like look at the toys on the wall and giggle yeah. a lot. And every once in a while, they'd be like, not thinking that I was paying attention or listening to them. I go, I go, you know how rare it is for a woman to go into a adult bookstore <laughs> compared to men. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so like, oh, my God, what's that? And I saw where they were. I just hung the damn things up because the, the order had just come in. Yeah. I go, uh. Oh, that's a vibrating cock ring for him. <laughs> <laughs> because you know how bad we are at finding that little thing. 
and uh, and the rest is all for you. Yeah, no shit. Then, you know, face turns like six sheets of red, and they walk over to the back wall, uh, giggling the whole way. And there's this guy in like this expensive three-piece suit, like wandering around the store, staying as far away from the women as he can, and starts looking at a certain rack that is a little from column A and a little from column B. Okay. Now, let me preface this by saying that this store is in a little plaza where the front doors of the store level go out onto one of the busiest main streets in that city. Mm. And there's like a three-foot sidewalk before you're going to get hit by a car. But you have to come in through the basement and walk up this big, long staircase. Right. And where you have to come in is right next to a strip club. So you park in the same plaza as a strip club and then walk up the stairs. And you think those two entities would neighbor each other like everywhere, but they don't. Yeah, no. Well, it was because the guy that owned that strip club also owned all the adult stores I worked at. So, Oh, well, there you go. Um, and he ended up selling them off like probably like about a year or so after I quit mm. uh, from both the club and the stores. Um, but he, he, he's looking at this rack and I know which rack he's looking at. And I see the women in the back of the store. So I yell over, excuse me, sir. You know, those aren't chicks with dicks. Those are just guys with tits. <laughs> and mortified, he runs out the front door and I hear brakes screeching. Oh, my God. Now, he also, as soon as he ran out the front door, he set off the alarm. Uh, ah. So I had to, I, I ran and I looked. Uh, he scared the crap out of a bunch of drivers. Uh, didn't get hit, but fell and rolled down the sidewalk a few feet. I slammed the door shut. Uh, then I had to key out the the alarm, and then I had to call yeah. the then I had to call the alarm company. Somebody went out the wrong door because they got scared, and yeah. uh, then I had to call. You know, because my cell phone's ringing with my boss calling me. Who's robbing the store? Nobody's robbing the store. Guy just got embarrassed because he was he was looking. He was oh the he she rack. I'm like yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fair yeah, enough. I mean, I mean, I don't give a fuck, you know. Sure. Whatever. Uh, you know, the only thing I give a fuck about is if you have money to pay for shit. Yeah. When you have money to pay for shit, that's when I care. <laughs> you know. So I'm just like. So those are my those are my two funny porn stories. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. You know. <laughs> I always wanted to be the guy that would walk around with like the, the, the bot, like the spray bottle that you spray the cat with. To yeah. Furniture to just you know, <laughs> go you know, the guy that would do the spray bottle stuff to make the girl, the the girl on girl stuff. So you know, they yeah. look like they were actually sweating when they when they were. <laughs> you know, just give it a couple spurts and and walk away. Gotcha. And they said. It. They said, no, you're too eager. (laughs) (laughs) Too eager. Too eager.
What a shame. I just, oh, I just, I just like this image. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's definitely one of the one of the cooler pieces, man. I love it. So you got especially the, with Esmeralda. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, the the original seven page origin story. Mm -hmm. Already included. Already included in the back. Yep. Uh, trading card by Irwin Rosa. Mm -hmm. And of course the uh, tailing comics patch. Yeah. Yeah. Yo! Represent. Yeah, you know you gotta. That's cool though. No. Yeah. So everything in here is digital, right? Yes, he is a digital artist. He didn't do any uh, uh, classic paper art. He didn't. He didn't do any tracing or anything like that. He didn't scan them. That was all done digitally. It's great stuff. The yeah, only thing I, I, think I can't wait to get it to you could improve on the second issue because there's so many people that just want original art. Yeah. As if they would consider doing, you know, any, uh, you know, like one or two pages, like traditionally, just like the pencils that mm. used and, and scan it in to finish it off. Uh, oh, yeah, I hear you. Digital. I could, I could ask him if he would be interested in doing that. I'm yeah. sure he would. But, yeah, definitely to be considered for issue two. You know, because... Even if, even if it's just a couple of pieces, it'd be like, oh, Cobalt's back, and we have uh, two and only two original pages up for grabs. That'd be great. They probably, you know, they probably wouldn't make it off uh, Shay Show. Oh right. <laughs> yeah, people you get know, crazy at her auctions, man. Oh, uh. You know, her, Bancroft, you know, mm -hmm. whoever, they're like, original art? Wait, 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 wait. And people are scanning down. It's like, boom. And <laughs> if, if there's like two pages, there's a there's a good chance that uh, Shay and Cy might team up and be like, can we get them both? <laughs> you know, and, yeah. you know. They might, you know, it might end up, you know, sparking a war between uh, Red Valkyrie and Global Frequency, uh, both trying to get art off you. Yo, man, Aaron, he is nuts when it comes to original art. Like, he he goes for it every time. Oh, I know. I'm like, I go, man, I kind of, you know, I've got I've got a couple of scripts. I got, yeah. well, I got four scripts that I've been working on. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, I go. I don't even want anything for him. I'm like, if I, you know, if I send somebody a script and be like, well, this is cool, but I would change this and this. I go, I go, okay, go ahead and change it and make the book if you want. I'm all set. I don't want nothing. That's crazy. Just, just, just put it forward. Uh, but depending on who you get for an artist, I might want mm -hmm. an original page. 
Sounds good to me. Oh, yeah. And while we're looking at this image right here, in the video, it shows the last mm -hmm. names of Adams, Arosa, and Lee. Mm -hmm. But right here, we've changed it up to where it says Adams, Arosa, and Weathers. So my art, my original letter for the seven-page origin story was going to be Sean Lee. Yeah, He was going to do this, but he fell through because he was committed to a different project. So I actually got Eric Weathers to letter this book for me. Nice. Yeah. Did did Sean do the uh, the original seven page one? Yes. Okay, so he's got credit in the back of the book for the seven pages, right? And, but uh, but Eric Weathers gets it for the the main thirty two yeah. epic, yeah. So what what's this forty uh, two page count now? Uh, we uh, cover to cover it is forty four pages, so yeah, forty two cool. pages. Cool. Uh, so 40, 42 pages and an ad for Mavericks. What could be better? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The back of the book, the back cover is Mavericks. So even if you don't open up the book, you're still going to know that Mavericks is available out there. And they have, just like you, a little QR code down here in the bottom corner. Yep. It, that one takes you right to their website. Mm-hmm which will link you, of course, to the Indiegogo and uh, their YouTube and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, and at some point, it will also bring, if you if you bought the, uh, when you buy the, the big package box there, when you buy the collector's box off of Mavericks, you'll get the dog tags. And on the reverse side of the dog tags is the QR code, which will make you an honorary Mavericks pilot yeah, you get, to, you get to make your own name and stuff. And I mean, I already built my own Maverick, so I'm like, I'm already like halfway there. Yeah. And, and now uh, I do an art stream with uh, Sean Howe. Uh, okay. Who, who's an artist. And uh, you can follow him simply by uh, clicking clicking on his ID on, the, uh, on my pinned post for the schedule for the week that you shared earlier. Okay. And uh, I, I I do that with him, and I'm trying I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to sell a few things to get enough money so I can oh, no. uh, I can PayPal him so he can get the box too because I designed the weapon systems, but uh, he, <laughs> he he did all the art. He was just scribbling around like nothing serious, and yeah. then he got serious during the show and, and has done some stuff that. <coughs> ghosts uh that he, is, <laughs> that, uh, he hasn't shown them because he was on the stream with me uh when we when we talked to neff and frequency girl okay and, uh, you know got got to talking and everything so uh i wanna i wanna you know get rid of some stuff over here and uh and hopefully uh be able to get him some, him some money so he can get the box too because he's definitely he's definitely into it so Heck yeah. Yeah. I, I'm all in it just for the dog tags, man. I would love for that to happen. Oh yeah. Uh, I've got the, uh, I still got somewhere. My, my original, uh, the Christopher Reeve Memorial dog tag. Yeah. I've still, I've still got that somewhere. Really? Yeah. That it is used, insane. It, it used to be hanging off the rearview mirror of every vehicle. I, I drove until, yeah. I drove a wheelchair with no rearview mirror. Uh, 
<laughs> so, I mean, you know, take it. Now out. it just needs to hang around your neck where it belongs. Yeah, yeah I, I don't like wearing any, anything like that, though. Ah, fine. Fair. You know, so I'll I'll find a spot to, you know, I'll find a spot to hang all that stuff from. Sure. At some point when I'm when I'm redoing the mess that you saw earlier in the stream. So. <laughs> but, uh, dude, I want to thank you for coming out and uh, hanging out and talking all things Cobalt and uh, and and some and some really weird shit too. Uh, oh hell yeah! <laughs> Enjoyed every minute of it, man. And our, <laughs> Brian from Aerith will start listening to this thing tomorrow and be like, <laughs> what the fuck? What the hell did we get into? <laughs> this dude's fucked up. How come I haven't been on the show? <laughs> Bro, come on anytime, man. What the hell? Yeah. So he's so out there. Plus, uh, this Friday is the in, is uh, my special Indiegogo uh, on-demand show where everybody's invited out to uh, that has anything, you know, lingering on demand to, you know, come in and, and pitch for it and uh, hopefully bring some more eyes onto a project that they thought that they might've thought they were, you know, somebody might've been like, Oh, I thought that was all done. No, you can still <laughs> get it. Okay. Where's my credit card. <laughs> yeah. So uh, why don't you let everybody know, uh, where they can follow you and the best place to contact you and uh, the link, the link of course, for the, uh, the Indiegogo is in the chat twice and in the show notes, of course. Sure. So right here, you can see these are my tags. Bionic Bruh and Tell In Studio. You can find me on either one of those at Twitter or Instagram. Cool. Hey, it's hey, RJ. RJ. What's going on, RJ? Yeah, do that. Do it. Do it. <laughs> oh, now the now, now the chat's gonna talk amongst themselves. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. Don't mind us; we'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is, dude. This is definitely on my list to, uh, you know, get. I want to get. You know, get at least a. A physical copy. If, I appreciate uh, it, man. If not, you know, uh, definitely probably be into the. You can probably easily swing the the Blood Brothers tier. That way, I get I get one signed and one I can read, and then I can pass that one on to a friend. Hell yeah, man! Tell a friend, tell a friend. That's right. Like, get everybody ready for issue two. Yeah, be like, hey, remember that book I gave you? Yeah. Issue two is up on Indiegogo. They're on the show tomorrow night. Oh, yeah? Cool. Link me. Okay. <laughs> that is the plan. You know, I always got a plan. Psh, pops. <laughs> oh, where are we? Had our newest podcaster interview tonight. Oh, cool. that's good. Listen to you for an hour. I haven't talked to RJ in a couple of days. Marmalade rocks. Oh, yeah. I love marmalade on my toast. Yeah. Lady marmalade. Oh, oh, on toast. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I don't think a lady would want to be on toast. <laughs> That'd be the best kind of toast. I eat everything on that. Yeah. 
I have a funny feeling that Marmalade was actually a guest on Critical Blast tonight. Probably. Yeah. I'll have to go back and watch it and be like, oh, yeah, I don't think she would be good on toast. Uh, but, man, it was awesome. It was awesome finally getting to meet you and, uh, and talk to you. This book looks straight fire, dude. Appreciate it, man. It's, Thanks. It's so good. Uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to send I'm going to download this and upload it right to my uh, podcast over at uh, ageradio.org, but then it'll be available to download anywhere you can get a podcast. Uh, I'll send you, I always send out the Spotify links as soon as it pings. And okay. uh, Oh, I know it now. Marmalade is RJ's puppet. Oh, okay. I get you. It's his, it's his Muppet. So, uh, because Daphne, uh, he interviewed Daphne Leish tonight. Daphne does not furries in the sense but sure anamorphic animals uh okay you know, kind of like a, yeah. you know kind of like a, a pg-13 and above uh thing and oh, uh so like jeff dunham yeah so, so yeah <laughs> puppets how, how dare, dare you? you sir <laughs> well i will just address marmalade uh to marmalade's face uh once I can see you clap while Marmalade is talking at the same time. <laughs> How dare you fist your second host. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Daphne, Daphne does great work. Uh, I've got a, I've got a couple things from her. I, I actually got a print from her in the uh, Indie Volt Revolt and she's got a lot of work in there too. Mm, uh, okay. So it's, there's so much stuff in there. It's great. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely got to get a copy of this. This this just seems like I am. Let's see, FYI, he has a prostrate of a twenty year old. <laughs> RJ, my next question is, why do you know what a twenty year old's prostate is like? <laughs> what, what was it earlier? <laughs> 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 Oh shit! <laughs> you know, just like oh, I wanted to get my prostate checked by my doctor, he took my pants off. I asked him where do you, where does he want these, and he said, "Just put them next to mine." <laughs> oh nap, snap! <laughs> we all have fun together. Yeah, because we're all, we're all, we're all you know we're all comic nerds and uh, sick and twisted, so. Just a little bit. I think you, know, you have to be a little sick to be in be in the creative realm, you know. Especially when it comes to comic books, you got to have a little bit of a dark humor. Oh yeah. So this is still up on demand. Don't forget the on demand show this Friday. If you have anything on demand, uh, please hit me up on Twitter. Uh, you can just reply in a comment to the uh, the pinned post, which is the schedule for streaming for this week mm -hmm. and definitely if you haven't backed this book yet get out and back it and share it on all it's the nightwing post share it on all your social medias and i mean you know e even if you hate bionic bra for the fact that he has 
two disco Nightwings signed by both, uh, you know, George Perez and Marv Wolfman. You know, why, why would you hate somebody that has Marv Wolfman and George Perez on Disco Nightwing? It's because, a must. Because I do not. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Doctor, why are both your hands on my shoulders? <laughs> we are the old fuck umbrella network. <laughs> Good lord. Oh. So that's going to wrap up uh, this episode. Cool. Uh, thank you very much. I know I, I, I got to go to the doctors tomorrow, but it is not for that. Okay. I believe I have, you. I have declined that for like the last five years. But we really should check. I go, when you figure out a test that isn't you finger banging my rectum, <laughs> we can talk. But I swear to God, if I, if I ever feel, if I feel those fingers you know, just curve. We're going to fight. <laughs> yeah. It's just not straight in and out. We're fighting. I'm like, you know, even, even that I'm like, you know, you know, I show up to the doctors and like sweatshirts. I'm like, don't, don't put a finger up there. I'm going to have to roll out of here. Funny. <laughs> Look, he's got a tent. Leave me alone. Show me where on disco night when the doctor touched your nuts. <laughs> Right there. Well, you know, I'm over 50. My nuts are hanging down to the back of my kneecaps now. Christ. This is going to wrap us up for tonight. This will be available for download. Please download it, share it, Uh, tell a friend, tell a friend, and uh, definitely get your hands on Cobalt.